Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC makes me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what PGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things to and that is what we do. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insight to Hallelujah. We're going to share tonight on... I am the Lord your healer. I am the Lord your healer. Now, while we're singing, um, someone with, with, with the cancer of left came to mind. Okay? So I know it might not, might not be a TGC or anybody, anybody that we know about at all. There are times when God can send a word to somebody in North Korea, for somebody in Australia that it doesn't, doesn't know about, he never met before, but he sent a word from North Korea. And that will last in Australia and heal somebody. Do you get? Now, there are times when God will ask you to pray for someone like, someone like you don't even know. So just, just, just kind of have a body to pray for someone in the Holy Ghost, okay? And as I pray, wherever you are, someone else in a far away continent is receiving answer because you are praying. Do you understand how God works? Do you get how God works? That you might be asleep in your house and you will have a dream, okay? They are praying for someone you never met before. And that person to where he is will have a dream that someone is laying hands on him. Someone has told me before. And right there, right then, the person gets his healing. Glory to God. Whoosh. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I am the Lord, your healer. Open to Exodus 15. Exodus 15. Exodus 15. 26. It says, If you think careful to love your God, and do what is right in his eyes. If you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Look at this. You can put it this way. He said to them, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not permit on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Now, that is God making a brag, swearing to his people that if you obey me, he says, I will not permit any disease to come on you because I am the Lord your healer. God is swearing that he is the Lord, your personal physician. That is a major, a major brag. That for me is a major boast. I am the Lord, your healer. Now, if God is your healer, what then can stay on your body? If God is your healer, what then can come near your body? Do you know that a certain man, John G. Lake, came to Africa in a, in a period of, 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 of an epidemic that was killing people. 
He told them to inject him. No, they should, they should bring a microscope and everything and, and watch what will happen to him. They should inject his body with that disease and see what will happen to it. As they did so, they saw with, they saw life with the, with the microscope. The, the organisms were dying right on were dying right as they touched his body. You get what I'm saying here? That right as they touched his body, the bacteria were dying off immediately. Now that is the person about. So God is saying, I am the Lord your healer. So therefore, none of these things will ever be able to stay on your body. Glory to God. Open to Psalm 105. Verse 37. Psalm 105. Verse 37. Psalm 105. Verse 37. Psalm 105. Verse 37. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You can open it in NIV and NKJV. He says in NIV, He brought them out. He brought them out. Of Israel, a brother of Israel, laden with silver or and gold, and from among their tribes, no one faltered. NKJV says he also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was none feeble amongst among his tribes. And the feeble there means there was none sick amongst them. So when he brought them out, as he promised, okay. As a brother ever, they came out with silver and gold, and there was none sick amongst them. So the Lord preserved them for, for years, okay, for years, without sickness on their body once. Do you understand this? The Lord brought them out, and He kept them strong without being sick for years as they walked in the wilderness. Are you seeing that? Don't forget that in the wilderness, there will be, be, be mosquitoes, there will be insects. And it be all sorts, okay? But he brought them out, okay? With silver and gold, and there was none sick amongst their tribes. Okay? Now, let me share, let me share a bit of my story with you, my, my health story. You know, growing up, um, in my secondary, my secondary school days, I used to fall sick like every week, okay? Almost every week, I fell ill. Like, I was a customer of the hospital, right? Whenever I walked under the sun, there was complaints. Possibly headache to go with it. Okay, whenever the sun was too much or something, I just developed a fever almost automatically. In fact, at that point, if I took Fanta, I was sure to have fever afterwards. It was that bad. Okay, I was a sickness customer for my my secondary school days. Okay, malaria, fatigue, and all that. You know, after school, before I got born again, before I got born again after secondary school, I now had a major part of malaria that I thought I would die. As in, at that point, I thought that was the end of me. Right? But God healed that. I now got born again. Okay? And even after I got born again, I went for a period of about nine years or so without using Panadol once. Do you understand? I was strong and healthy. If I saw like this Panadol, maybe once, you get, I went for a stretch of years, fully in divine health, as in not once without 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 hospitalized. Not see, it was that awesome. Okay? I never needed to use a drug. To keep fit. Whenever I fell down, I'll just rest and get back on and I'm good to go. Okay? The only time I, uh, that, that I got, you know, I got really down and know that by faith I got back up without needing to use tab for it. So I'm telling you what I've experienced, okay? It's not, it's not just Bible gist, it is what I have undoed and chased and talking about, okay? So there is healing and divine health 
in your package in Christ. So, so you get that. If you are falling sick anyhow, if today you are down, so next morning you are down, there is something, it, it is illegal. It is, it is not right. It is not meant to be. It is not your portion. If you keep spending money on illnesses, it is illegal. It is the enemy stealing from you. You get it is the enemy stealing from you. If they keep telling you stories, sir, but let's today, today, let's more sorry. It is the devil stealing from you. And guess what? The day the thief is caught, he is made to restore several times. That's what they are stolen. So the day the enemy is caught is the day you realize with anger and forcefulness that healing is your healing and divine health is your portion. Okay? So we see in Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 to 14. Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy 28 from 1 to 14. Okay? We see there that the blessed man is blessed in all things. Even the blessed man's skin tone is blessed. Let's go there. Deuteronomy 1 to 14. Deuteronomy 1 to 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Deuteronomy 1 to 14. Glory to God. Whoosh! Deuteronomy 1 to 14. Deuteronomy 1 to 14. It says, If you fully obey the Lord your God, and carefully follow all his commands, I give you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the of the earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. Three, you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, look at this though. The calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. So even your animals, they are blessed. Even your pets at home is blessed. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant you enemies that rise against you. So it will before you. They will come at you in one direction and they will flip back in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your bands and on everything you put your hand to do. Look at that. The Lord God will bless you in the land He is giving you. The Lord establishes as holy people and they promise you on oath. If you keep commands and walk in to Him, then all the other people will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. 11. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity. Look at this. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity. Come on. I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading God's word. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruits of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground. In the land is what your ancestors to give you. Twelve. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season, and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend many nations, but will borrow to none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day, and carefully follow them, 
you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the points I give you today, to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. See, so all these promises, they belong to the blessed man. The blessed man is blessed in every way. His body, his business, his livestock, whatever concerns the blessed man is blessed. Okay? Now, glory to God. Are we following? Say amen. Alright? So we see that in Ephesians 2, from level, from level 22, from level 22, Ephesians 2, that we have been grafted in. They are now part of Israel's commonwealth. We now share in the blessing of Israel. We have been grafted in, into one body. So we are now part of the common wealth of Israel. So whatever Israel is blessed with, we share in the same blessing in Christ. Remember, we talked about that we the Gentiles, we have been grafted into the into that tree. We have been grafted in. We have been grafted in. Oh boy, let's read together. I'm looking at time. Romans, Romans 11, 32, 32, 17. Romans 11, 32, 17. 17. Romans 11, 13 to 17. Okay, it says, Now, I'm speaking to you Gentiles. As much as I'm an apostle to the Gentiles, I, I'm from my, my, my ministry, 14. Um, I'm going to, okay, look at that. So it says, Now, I'm speaking to you Gentiles. Look at that. Let me go 17 right now. 17 says, But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing roots of the olive tree. Do we see that? The Gentiles, we have been grafted in, into the nourishing roots that, 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 that belong to Israel. Do you get into the nation's group that Israel was enjoyed, we have been grafted in. Okay? So we share in the blessing of Israel. So whatever God blessed Israel with, the man in Christ has been grafted into. We start also in Ephesians 2, from verse 8, from verse 11 to 22, that says that he has made both one. Okay? Since before, we were foreigners, before we were strangers. But now we are now fellow heirs. Okay? We are now fellow heirs in Christ. Okay? Since we are now fellow citizens. Okay? Of the commonwealth of Israel. Of the covenant of promise, okay? So we are now part of the blessings that was accrued to Israel. Ephesians 19 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners or strangers, but now fellow citizens. You are now fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, okay? So whatever God has blessed Israel with, we are now fellow partakers of. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Are we following? Yeah, awesome. Awesome. So we see also that Christ modeled is that for us to be healthy. Okay? We see Matthew 8, Matthew 8, 14, 17. Matthew 8, 14, 17. Matthew 8, 14 to 17. Then Jesus came to Peter's house. He saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. It touched her hand. Look at that, 15. It touched her hand. And the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. 16. When evening came, many were demon possessed, were brought to him. And he drove out the spirits with a word. 
and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken to prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. He took them. He took them off. He took them off us. He took away. Look at. He took away our infirmities and bore our diseases. We see that, and that's the quote from Isaiah 3:45. Okay. We see. That, we see Peter also quote the same thing in Second Peter 24. Second Peter 24. Second Peter 24. He himself bore our sins in his own body. He himself bore our sins in, in his own body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, by his stripes, you have been healed. So Peter did not say that by his stripes you will be healed. Or by his stripes you are healed. Peter is saying that when Christ took upon himself the stripes, as they flogged him and nailed him to the cross, it became what happened in past tense. Do you understand? So, when we talk from then, before Christ died, it was by his stripes we are healed, right? When we talk now, now that he's, he's then resurrected, it's now by his stripes we have been healed. So, so, it's no longer about what we will be, but about what we have been. Do you understand? It is not for a past tense thing that happened that became our current reality again. It is now about what happened in the past that, that has now become for us our current reality. So we have been healed, so that we are not now we are now the we are the healed people, not the sick people. Do you get that? So you are, we, we no longer have to beg for healing or to ask for healing. Okay, we it already has. We just lambano. Do you understand? We we constantly lambano because we have been healed. To lambado means to lay hold, okay? To lay hold, to take what is already yours. To lay hold, to grab what is already yours. Glory to God. So we have been healed, okay? So you must know that right now, sickness is now is not to you illegal. Sickness and disease are for you now. They are illegal. It's for you. It's illegal for you to be sick. It is illegal. Why? Christ paid. He paid for you to redeem you. So, if he paid for you, it means that if it's on your body, it is now illegal because you have been paid for. Do you understand? You have been paid for. So, for anything that is that is a curse or evil to be on you has now become an illegality. Do you understand? The moment you pay for a debt and you pay in full, if anyone comes again to ask or harass you for that debt, that person is committing a crime. Do you understand? So, if sickness and disease are found on your body or attempts to come near you, they are attempting an illegality. They are trying to commit a crime, and you have you have the right to resist. Do you understand? Sickness is a cause, like what is also a cause. Okay, sickness and poverty, they are causes. Okay, it, it was, when you go to Deuteronomy 14, from 15 downwards. Okay, after you show them the blessing, you also show them the cause of disobedience. And part of it is poverty and sicknesses. Do you understand? When you read that, you will see that part of the cause of causes of, of, of not obeying the law, okay, is diseases and poverty. So it is a cause. It is a cause. There's nothing good about being sick. There's nothing good about being poor. They are both causes and must be resisted, okay? You must be forcefully 
resist that they don't belong to you. We have been redeemed. Ephesians 7. Ephesians 7 says we have been redeemed by the blood. We have been redeemed by the blood. We see also in Galatians 3.13 that we have been redeemed from the cost of the law. So the cost that came with obedience. Christ has paid it off for us. We have been redeemed from that cost. We have been redeemed from the cost of the law. So that those causes they are no longer ours. Like sickness, poverty, and all that. They no longer belong to us. We only walk in the blessing. You get that? We only walk in the blessing. We have been redeemed. The same way that God redeemed Israel from Egypt. And they came out with silver and gold. And not one was sick amongst them. So also, we have been redeemed from, 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 from as, 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 as Egypt. So we walk free. We walk free of infirmity of sicknesses. We walk free of poverty. So we have been redeemed to walk free of these things. Are we getting blessed? Okay? So also, it is illegal to die young. It is illegal for anyone around to die. It is illegal for you to die untimely. It is illegal for you to die young. You must see these things as a reality. It is why Christ went about and he raised the dead because it is illegal for anyone to die young. Come on. My Bible says in Psalm 116, it will satisfy you with long life. It will satisfy you. It will satisfy you with long life. Mean that even you will say, yes, I've tried. I've lived long, okay? I have fought in spite of faith. I have spent my time Now I can go home. It will satisfy you with long life. So it is illegal for you or anyone around to die, to die young. Okay? Glory to God. So now, knowing these things is not enough. We must also put the word on our lips. Many believers, they know these things or they've heard them, but they are not saying them. And we have been taught that faith works by speaking. Faith works by speaking. We see in Mark 11, 22-24, it says, Have the God kind of faith, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, I will not doubt in his heart, but will believe that this faith will come to pass. It will have whatsoever he says. So, it didn't say, whosoever shall know. It didn't say, whosoever Ever shall hear the word. No. It says whosoever shall say. So it's not enough to just know these things. It's not enough to just believe them. We must be saying them. I will say says, We have been the same spirit of faith. We have believed. And therefore, I'm, I'm, it says, we have been the same spirit of faith. We believe. And therefore, we'll, we speak. So our faith is a speaking faith. It only works by speaking. So you must be speaking to yourself about your health. I am redeemed from, from sickness. I am so healthy, I cannot be sick. You must put the word on your lips. It will not allow any disease on me. My skin is clear. Higher. No pimples, smooth. Glory to God. My health is perfect. Come on, you have to put the word on your lips. No fever. No, no, no. My point here. You've got to put the word on your lips. So even Romans 10, 10, we are saved by belief 
thinking and speaking. So it is important to put the word on your lips. It says, with the heart to believe, with the mouth to confess on salvation. So there's a part of putting the word on your lips. Do you understand? We see also in Matthew 8, verse 13, that the centurion told Jesus, speak the word only, and my servant will be made well. So we have to be speaking the word, speak the word only, and my servant will be made well. Speak the word. So if we are speaking the word over our life constantly, we will live in divine health. Glory to God. God help you, dominion. We see also the one with the show of blood. She, she, she kept on saying to she kept on saying, she kept on saying to herself, if only I touch him, I'll be made well. She kept on saying so a miracle came because she kept on saying. And, and because she kept on saying, she received strength by talking. The more she said the more she received strength to keep pressing the crowd. So the more, the more she confessed, the more she received strength to keep pressing the crowd until she touched him and she got well. So what saved that is because she not only put in her heart, she was also saying. She was also she was going over and over again, saying the same thing over and over, over and over. She kept on saying to herself. Okay? So some of us need to go and lock ourselves from in your room. Just lock yourself up all day and be confessing the word. You need to spend time all night, all morning, all day. Just go into isolation and be speaking the word to yourself. Ah, I live the blessed life. I don't care what they say. I don't care what I see. I don't care about the bills. Oh, they are paid. I live in abundance. My needs are met. I have ideas. I have with inventions. Are we getting me? So we have got to keep saying the word. Okay? You keep on saying the word. Okay? We see also in Hebrews 1 verse 3 that Jesus Christ, the image of God, he says, He sustains all things. By his powerful word. Okay, we ought to deliberately also sustain our health by the word. Okay, so keep the confession of your divine health on your lips. Let, let it never be far away from you. I am healthy. Every organ in my body works perfectly. Every single bone, every tissue, every joint, every marrow, everything works as it should. I live in divine health. Oh, my health is perfect. You get me. We will spend time every time to sustain our health. Sustain your life by your words. All these things are yours in Christ. But you must Put them on your lips. Even when you don't believe it yet. But because the word is true and the word cannot lie, keep saying it. If you keep saying it, there will be a day that somehow your mouth and your heart will agree. Okay? You can reprogram your, your heart, your, your mind by your word. So if you keep saying one day, one day, one day, your heart will agree with the word. And you will have what you want. Okay? This is in the, in the spiritual practice, spiritual discipline. That you keep on confessing the word until your heart agrees with the word. Such that, such that your heart and your mouth are in full alignment and you will have it. So last week, 
a friend shared a story. He had this growth on his um, left hand. But he kept confessing the word. Okay? And normally, you know, you know, when, when he drives, he will always see the hand and say, oh, and, and remember the issue. But he learned that Abraham, Romans 4, Abraham did not consider his body was now dead. Or, or, or that Sarah's body, he, he refused to consider. Okay, he refused to examine physical evidence. was only looking at what the word said. That if God said it, I will have it. Okay, so he stopped checking the hand. At some point, he totally, totally forgot that he had, he had a pain, he had, he had a growth on his hand. And one day, he just looked and found, oh wow, it's no more there. It's no more there. Why? He stood on the word, refusing to consider the contrary evidence. Staying on the word, confessing the word until your entire makeup believes that that word is true. That is the point of breakthrough. Do you get me? So, divine health is yours. Sickness has no place in your life. It is illegal. It is a curse. Like poverty. So, you forcefully reject it. You don't play with it. You don't manage it. You get, see, Bishop says, what you don't want. You don't watch. What you don't fight has a right to stay. Again, what you don't want, you don't watch. What you don't fight has a right to stay. So you have got to forcefully engage to lay hold of what is yours in Christ. Your healing has been paid for. Fully paid for. Desire today. Okay? To lay hold of it. And walk in it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Now begin to thank Him for healing and divine health. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.